Welcome to this episode of Sunday Reprise, where we bring the church to you and deliver nothing but the truth. Brought to you by Maranatha Family Church International Ministries in Davao City, Philippines. We hope this message will bless you. Let's go. With the end time events and prophecies are falling into place, we say, Maranatha, come Lord Jesus. You know, our prayer for today is for all to receive a timely revelation from the Holy Spirit and also be convicted to respond and prepare because Jesus will surely come and He is coming very soon sometime in the near future. So the question now is, how should we live our lives for God? Or um, how should we live our lives worthy of His return? Amen? So are you excited? So now, what does the Bible say about how we should live our lives? In Matthew 24, verse 44, it says, So you also must be ready. Okay? Must be ready. Because the Son of Man will come at an hour when, when you do not expect Him. Okay? That's Matthew chapter 24, verse 44. Okay, and that what Jesus said. Okay, First uh, Peter uh, chapter four verse seven says, "Listen to this." First Peter chapter four verse seven: "The end of all things is near." Once again, the end of all things is near. Therefore, be alert and of sober mind, so that you may pray. So, let's pray for one another. Now, Colossians chapter 1 verse 10 says, So that you may live a life worthy of the Lord. Okay? You may live a life, what? Worthy of the Lord and please Him in every way. Bearing fruit in every good work. Growing in the knowledge of of God. So, in this series, we will tackle important matters of the heart. Okay? So, we can uh, prepare and be ready for Jesus' return. So, once again, join us in this study on how to live our lives in the light of um, His return. And we know that in summary, uh, the best way to live life is to live life for Jesus and for others, of course. So, friends, once again, family, prepare because the one who is coming is well prepared. Be ready because the one who is coming is ready. Is now ready. This is uh, part one of our live a life worthy of His return. And God gave us uh, instructions in the Bible as to how we should 
you know, how we should live our lives for God. Okay? And we begin with number one. Okay? Remember this or take note of this. Number one. Okay? Number one, love God above all else. That is number one. Okay? Again, love God above all else. Now, to some of you, this might sound so simple. But let me tell you, this is the foundation. Okay? This is the main thing. Okay? Loving God is the greatest thing that you can do. Okay? <laughs> There's nothing better than loving the Lord. Okay? Remember that. There's nothing better than loving the Lord. Now, to know whether or if you are doing good in this area of loving God. Now, you might want to just, well, brother, I'm doing that. You know, I love the Lord. Really? So, let's, uh, you know, you can examine yourself. You can, you know, put a simple test. Okay? Uh, if you really love the Lord. Okay? So, Check for fruits, okay? Check for the fruit. Um, do you see the fruit of service and obedience? Service and obedience. Do you, are, are you serving the Lord? Okay. Uh, do you obey Him? Okay. So you see service and obedience is uh, a fruit. Of true love. If you love God, you will serve Him. If you love God, you will obey Him. That is in the Scriptures. Okay? Um, loving God is what all of us need to master. Okay? All of us. Every believer, every Christian, those who belong to the family of God, they need to master, they need to practice, uh, you know, uh, loving God. A lifestyle of loving God because this is the foundation of our relationship with Him, okay? So the person that truly loves God cannot take off his mind the things that matters to God. Do you, don't you know that, you know, the person who really, uh, who is intimate with God, you know, he just can't take off his mind the things that pleases God because you see if you love God you want to please him okay <laughs> you want to honor him and you will try to avoid the things that will offend the one you love because you love God you don't want to offend him okay so so you are careful with how you live your life why are you careful with how you live your life because you love God because you are aware that He sees all, He knows all, and He's monitoring our hearts 24-7. And so, uh, you know, because you, you love Him, you don't want to offend Him. Simple. So, you see, it is easy to determine whether a person loves God or not. Okay? So, I hope you understand that, you know, once you learn how to love God and it becomes a part of your system, everything that concerns God that, that is uh, that God that uh, that matters to God is imprinted in your mind, 
and in your heart. That's why the Bible says uh, we have the mind of Christ. So if you have a problem, you go through some sort of a trial, you know, how are you going to resolve conflicts? How are you going to resolve matters, misunderstandings, uh, you know, uh, Maybe a problem with your office mates, uh, in your business, in whatever field you are, you know, whatever career you're in and you have relationship problems with people. How are you going to solve that? You are going to, even marital problems, you know, a fight between a husband and a wife, quarrels and, you know, such, you know, you resolve conflicts with what? The mind of Christ. You don't do it with your own strength, with your ability, with, with, with your, you know, knowledge. <laughs> uh, why? Because you have the what? The mind of Christ. So you want to resolve it, okay, according to the will of the Lord. That is why, that is why I said that if you love God, you know, you cannot uh, remove God from the equation in everything that you do, whether, you know, in your mind, in your thoughts, with your actions, with your plans, with, you know, anything, okay, under the sun. You want to make sure that when you do things, it glorifies Him. Why? Because you love the Lord. Okay, so you see, everything is centered around our relationship with God, and it's called love. Okay, it's called love. Okay, so you, who is a God pleaser, as a lover of God, you want to please God forever. Okay? And you want to stay away from evil as far as possible. You, 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 you know, you don't want evil. Why? You know, uh, because those uh, wickedness and you know, those sinful acts are things that will offend, that will hurt God's emotion. Remember, He is a person and He feels. He can be hurt. So now uh, you love God, and the more you love God, He becomes more real to you by experience, not just by faith, but you will really experience Him. And it's hard to describe because this, is, this, this can be experienced and this can be proven only by people who love God, okay? <laughs> Those who truly love God. But you see, the effect of loving God is obvious, all right? So uh, a scripture, let's read the scripture from Mark chapter 12, 28 to 31. It says, verse 28, One of the teachers of the law came and heard them debating, noticing that Jesus had given them a good answer. He asked him, of all the commandments, which is, which is the most important? The most important one, answered Jesus, is this. 
Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Verse 30, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. Verse 31, the second is this, Love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than this. So, you see, if you study this uh, passage seriously, it will transform your life. It will uh, bring change to your life. You know, why is that? For example, just, you know, take the second commandment uh, in verse 31. It says, the second is this. It said, Jesus said, love your neighbor, what? As yourself. So that in application means that you will start to really care for others, right? So it's far from being selfish. You're going to look for the welfare of other people. So you will begin to care for others as much as you would care for yourself, for your needs. So now, uh, you're not just living, you, you're not just existing in this planet for yourself, to please yourself, to get what you want, to do what you want, the way you want to live your life. No, because this time, you know, besides from you loving God, you are also commanded, we are commanded to love our neighbors as ourselves. So, of course, because uh, we, we also care for ourselves, we would, you know what? care for others so that love is a strong feeling that it is it's a powerful emotion that god placed in our hearts through his holy spirit and that strong uh, emotion or feeling of love can move us to do things for the glory of god and for the good of others right so it is impossible for the lover of god not to serve God right it is impossible because if you love God you will serve the one you love okay that is a uh, uh, very simple that is uh, uh, common sense right <laughs> it's it's common sense so if you love God you will certainly serve him or you will live your life for his glory okay so, you know what? It, stop singing songs, I love you, Lord, and, you know, and you don't want to serve God. Because, you know, in, I believe in the ears of God, if you sing songs that you love Him, but you have no passion to, you have no will, uh, you can't decide whether to serve Him or not, you know, for me, to me, that sounds hypocrisy. Okay, don't be a hypocrite. You know, you go to church and you worship God. You say that you love Him, but you don't want to obey Him. You don't want to serve Him. You don't want to honor Him. You don't want to do His will. You just want to live your life the way you want to live it. That is not love. That is called hypocrisy. So friends, uh, you know, you could hurt God all the more, you know. Why? Because you say things with your mouth that you love him, but in, in, your, in your actions, it, it is not, you know, you cannot see a proof or a fruit 
even in your life, in your lifestyle. You, you need to understand that everything must go inside and speak the same message. Okay? Your life, your action, your words. Okay? It must be one and the same. Okay? So if you love God, you will serve Him. Right? So guys, uh, why do I say that? Am I saying stop worshiping God? Stop singing songs, I love you Lord? No. What I meant is this. You check your heart first. Okay? Check your heart. Are you... Uh, do you really mean it? Okay, so I want you, if, if for once you realize that, you know, uh, you have not made that decision to really offer your life to God as a living sacrifice, the, 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 I mean, a life of worship, then repent. Then after repenting, go ahead. Sing to the Lord that you love Him, right? So, that's it you know settle things first <laughs> so that uh, it will really bless the heart of god amen so let let uh, let's continue oh by the way okay first of all uh where does uh love come from okay or or who is the source of love now first of all uh, this love comes from god and this love is demonstrated by the Lord Jesus Christ through His substitutionary death on the cross. He paid the debt that He did not owe. You know, uh, we owe the debt and the debt we could not pay. So that's love, okay? Uh, somebody paid our, for our sins, okay? Instead of us going, you know, going through the predicament the, the consequences of our sins jesus died in our place he was the ultimate sacrifice he became the sin offering so it should be us you know who should die for our sins but instead of us dying for our sins the lord jesus christ took our place okay he was our substitute okay he replaced uh, i mean he uh, he took our place he bore our sins died in the cross okay a and then god's anger towards sin was poured on him when he was hanging on the cross so he died okay and paid for our sins he was the ultimate sacrifice the sin offering that god gave that God provided so that you and I don't need to die for our sins. Isn't that wonderful? Okay, so that is love. You know, when you do something for others, okay, that is how the Lord Jesus Christ modeled the way on how we could love our neighbors. It is uh, giving yourself for others. Now, uh, Okay, so this love was given to us through the Holy Spirit. Let me read to you uh, 1 John chapter 4, verse 7 says, Dear friends, let us love one another. For love comes from, from God. Okay, I'll say that again. For love comes from God. For love comes from who? from God. So we know from the scripture that love 
comes from God. Meaning, God is the source of love. Why is that? Okay, the last phrase in that sentence says, because God is love. So, love is the very nature of God. So, let me read that. Love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. So if you claim you are born again, you are born from above, you, the whole, you, you've been born again through the Holy Spirit, you, you know, if you are truly born again, you would love God and the family, the brethren, okay? You're not going to, you know, attend church and criticize people. Oh, I don't want to attend church anymore because these people, that people, you know, if you are toxic to the brethren, how can you say you love your neighbors as yourself? Do you understand that? So the fruit of love is very important to every member of God's household. You need to cooperate with the Holy Spirit. Maybe there are some things in your life that the Lord wants you to surrender. Maybe a certain character here, a certain character there that does not belong to the kingdom of God. Maybe, maybe the Lord is dealing with you or maybe uh, the Lord is leading you to forgive the friend. To You know, we are going to, by the way, we're going to read uh, scriptures that uh, specifically mentions the things, you know, how should a Christian behave in church, in the family of God. So maybe at the last part of the series, okay, but not today. Because our main focus for this subject is that to prepare, okay, to, to uh, count ourselves worthy of the Lord, of the Lord's coming, <laughs> we need to set our hearts right with God. Okay, so this is very important because we know that Jesus is coming and is going to come very soon. So we say, Maranatha, come Lord Jesus. And he's, we know that He is ready and He's about to come. He's ready, excited. But are we ready? Are we excited? So that is the purpose for this series, friends. I hope you can... You know, uh, share this link to your friends because I believe, we believe that everybody need the revelation. Understand the times where we're living right now, okay? The signs of the, uh, the times, okay? So that uh, we can prepare. So number one, again, what is number one? Love God above all else because everything is centered around uh, this this uh, this point number one okay so where are we uh, let's jump to verse 10 it says this is love okay good definition from the bible this is love verse 10 first john 4 verse 10 says this is love not that we loved god okay not that okay but that he loved us wow come to think about it this is love not that we love god but that he loved us meaning he loved us first and our loving you know uh, the act of loving god or giving it back to him or reciprocating that love is actually a response a result or the effect 
of God loving us first. Okay? Read it again. Verse 10 says, This is love, not that we love God, but that He loved us and sent His Son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Again, a lot of Christians doesn't understand. People, they said, oh, I'm a Christian, I go to church, and, you know, think, I give uh, my offering. But they don't understand what Jesus did. Now, here, here's the thing. He sent His Son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins because all have sinned. Okay, remember that. All have sinned. How, how did that happen? The Bible says, for just a sin of one man, sin was passed to all men. So the sin virus, okay, from Adam and Eve was passed to all generations, okay? That's why uh, I think in Romans chapter 5 verse 12, it says that the sin uh, from the first uh, human beings was passed down, you know, down the line up to the present generation. So you see, because this generation cannot pay for their sins, so the sin will be passed down to the next generation. So everyone is, you know, infected with sin virus. That's why the Bible says all will die. All have sinned. So what? even if you get baptized, you know, in all sort of religions, you know, you, you join all sorts. I mean, you will not be saved, you know, thinking that, because you're a member of this church and that denomination and that religion, you're safe. No, you're not. Because the Bible says the issue is this. The issue, okay, the issue is you're a sinner. Okay? And God is a just God. He's a holy one and He's not going to tolerate sin in heaven. And since we are sinners, the Bible says the predicament or the wages, the penalty for sin is what? Death. Therefore, even if you commit one sin, even if nobody will teach you how to sin, you will commit sin. You are obliged to sin because you have this, we have this sinful nature. The sinful nature, the flesh is prone to temptations, to sin. Why? Because of the fallen nature in man that was passed down from the first human beings, the first couple, Adam and Eve, down the line. That's why sin is present. That's why before you were born, okay, before... Our, our, our mother conceived us uh, in the world, you know, we're already enemies of the cross. We're sinners. So there is no hope for us except for one. God, because He loves us and He wants to save us from His, uh, from His justice, you know, because He is going to serve justice. Sin, the punishment for sin is death. And he doesn't want to kill us. He loves us. But he is just. Therefore, he must serve justice. So what's going to happen? So he sent a sacrifice. He sent his son, Jesus Christ. That is love from God. That's why the Bible says in John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, whosoever believes in Him, in what He did, in who He is, in what He did, will not perish, but will have eternal life. That's love. That is love. 
that God sent His Son, Jesus Christ, to die in our place. I pray that you, you will catch that revelation. That is so important, friends, because unless you understand how much God loves you, okay, how much He mean, uh, uh, I mean, how much He, you know, He gave His life. I mean, He loves us more than His own life. If you understand that revelation, you would love Him back. You would love Him back and you would serve Him and you would not live your life the way you want it, but you would live your life for His glory. Okay? So that's how simple this topic is. That's why I said if there's something that you need to think about to, to prepare spiritually, okay, examine yourself. At present, are you really serving Him? Or do you, do you love God? So number one, love God above all else. All right? So, okay, I, uh, let's continue with the verse. Let's read the verse. So, friends, ladies and gentlemen, when, because we cannot save ourselves. Because we are sinners by birth. We're doomed. There's no salvation. But God provided a way. How? Okay? He sent Jesus to be the sin offering. Instead of us dying in the cross, He died our death. Okay? He died for us. He became our substitute. So all you need to do now is believe in Jesus, believe in what He did, and say, Lord, thank you for dying in my place. Lord, you are now my Lord and Savior. I confess you are my Lord and Savior. See that? That's very easy. Okay, but first you need to understand how these things work. I mean, what's the process? Why did Jesus die? Why was he sent? And, you know, why did he, he became like, you know, mortal man. I mean, took, the, took on our flesh and walked among men. Why? To represent man. To represent uh, the mankind in the cross as an offering for the sins of men. Okay? So, friends, that is love. That is love. Okay? So, uh, verse 12, No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and His love is made complete in us. Remember, it's in us. Okay? Through the Holy Spirit. Okay? Verse 13. Let's continue. This is how we know that we live in Him and He in us. Okay? It says, He has given us His Spirit. Capital S. The Holy Spirit. Okay? And we have seen and testified that the Father has sent His Son to be the Savior of the world. If anyone acknowledges Jesus, Son of God, God lives in them and they in God. So if we know and rely on the love God has for us, okay, God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. So you understand that this is how God works today. Okay, you might say, well, I have never seen God. Yes, of course, He is a spirit and we are in the flesh. 
So how can we see God? But you will see God because uh, one of the proof that God is alive in us is that our lives will change. Okay? <laughs> you, you becoming a new creation. The old you is gone. It's, gonna, it's not going to happen overnight. But you will see a transformed life. That's why it says, He who began a good work in you will be faithful to bring it to completion. Now, uh, let's just, I just want to jump to verse 19. It says, We love because He first loved us. Again, we love because He first loved us. So that's the point. The question that we asked a while ago is that where does love come from and who is the source of love? It's God. Because He first loved us, that's why we learned. That's why we also love God and other people. So that is one of the fruit of love because you will show love you will bestow love to other people and you would care okay so in response to his sacrificial love to pay for our debt okay we owe that debt so in response to that we naturally or by default you know by default we would serve god we would dedicate our lives to his service forever of course now Pastor Jan Dreyer said, you know, in, in the Bible school, he was our teacher in one of the subjects. And he said, worship, okay, is a life laid down. A life laid down, which is our true form of worship. So is that in the Bible? Yes. Romans chapter 12 verse 1 says, Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy... Okay, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as live, a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Okay, so worship is not just about singing songs in church, you know, playing uh, Christian music and singing along. No. Worship is is about your life okay how you live your life are you living your life for the glory of god are you living a life worthy of his return okay judge for yourself examine yourselves so guys it's very clear it says here offer your bodies as living sacrifice holy and pleasing to god this is your true and proper worship meaning to say what your lifestyle must say the same thing. If you love God, your life will show it. Okay? Your life will show it. So, the revelation of who Jesus is and what he did in the cross will cause the recipient of that love, okay, to re reciprocate love to God. All right? And... Uh, and so we will live our lives for Him and serve Him. It means living your life for Jesus and not 
not for yourself. Okay? I mean, if you are deliberately sinning against God, if you love God, you cannot sleep <laughs> even just a minute. You know, you, you can't snore. <laughs> you can't snore and, and, and chillax or relax knowing that you have offended God. Okay? But if you have no conviction at all and you don't care about God, the feelings of God, and you continue with your sin, a sinful life, friend, maybe you're not a Christian. Or maybe you have drifted away and you have left or abandoned your faith. Well, oh, is that biblical? Yeah, the Bible says, not just the Bible, but the Bible says the Spirit, the Holy Spirit clearly says that in the last days, people, there, are, there will be people who will abandon the faith. When you say abandon the faith, mean you say they were in the faith. Of course, you cannot abandon if you were not part of that group or faith. All right? So, friends, ladies and gentlemen, I hope that that will not be you. And I believe this is not a coincidence why you are listening to this uh, sermon right now. Because... I believe God's mercy is on you and He wants you back. He wants you to repent. He wants you to, you know, in the Lord we can start over. Because God is love and He loves us. And, and He is ready to forgive us of our sins. Whatever you have done, God can forgive you. Just think about what happened to the, to the woman who was caught in adultery and they brought her to Jesus. And they said that in the law of Moses, this woman who is caught in adultery should be stoned to, 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 should be stoned to death. And Jesus said, those of you who have not committed sin may throw the first stone. You see, the Lord Jesus Christ never condemned the woman who was, you know, they almost murdered him with the stones, with stones. So friends, the, the Lord said, Woman, where are your persecutors? And the woman looked around and said, Lord, they're gone. And Jesus said, Neither do I condemn you. And Jesus said, I mean, Jesus go, continued, Go and sin no more. You see, what kind of love is that? A forgiving God. And I tell you, let me tell you, listen, listen. There is no God like Jehovah. There is no God like Yahweh. There is no God like Him. He is the only forgiving God. Why would you serve other gods and the gods of the world? Come to think of it. Come to your senses. There is no other God like the God of Israel. The only true and living God. And the only God that forgives. A forgiving God. 
You cannot find a God like that. Why would you go? Why would you listen to other gods and the gods of the religions of the world? The religions of the world, they have so many gods. But in Israel, there is only one God. Friends, put your trust in God. He sent His Son, the Lord Yeshua, Jesus Christ, to die in our place. Why is that? So He can forgive our sins. He loves us. Why can't you love Him? Why can't you arrange or, or cha you know, change? It responds to His love. Why can you not sacrifice your favorite sins? Why can you not give it up? When He gave us His life for you, He gave His all for you. He gave His all. That's love. Okay? That's love. <sighs> All right. We need to continue. <laughs> well, because, you know, I'm sorry if uh, I get a little bit uh, emotional, but you see, it's heartbreaking to see people, a lot of people leaving the faith. I'm not you know, talking about our church, our denomination, but this is happening worldwide as prophesied. That's why I said everything is falling into place. We need to be ready because as prophecies are coming to pass, you know, speedily or rapidly, oh, that should get our attention. Okay? And, and today, do you see Christians living their lives the way they want to live it? Do you see, uh, do you know, or, or do you know Christians who deliberately sin and, and, and live lives in disobedience? So they, 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 they disobey the will of God. Do you know people like that nowadays? That is serious. It blows my mind how, how they can't feel what the Spirit feels with when you know when we live our lives in, in a simple, sinful manner. So for them, they failed to love the Lord, of course. Very clear. That's why I told you. It's very obvious you know, to determine whether a person loves God or not. Because what happens inside, okay, will manifest in the outside. Okay, and, and you cannot hide it. A tree that, a good tree cannot bear bad fruit. And a bad tree cannot bear good fruit. You have to understand, it's a teaching from the Lord Jesus Christ Himself. So, if you're showing bad fruit, something is wrong. You need to repent, right? You need the good Lord, the Holy Spirit. Invite Him in your life. You must be born again. You know, change for the love of God. And I hope that those Christians who are living their lives the way they want to live it, those who are living a lifestyle of sin, you know, we hope that they would 
hear this message and repent. That's why we, we, we want to encourage you. You know, share the link. <laughs> okay, share the link. Because we want them, we want to see them in heaven. Okay, so now uh, the second part, aside from loving God with all our hearts, mind, soul, strength, the, the Bible says we need to what? Love one another, love our neighbors. Okay, so the second part or the result of loving God will lead to another kind of love, which is uh, loving our neighbors. Okay, uh, John fifteen twelve says, My command is this. This is from the Lord Jesus. My command is this. Love each other as I have loved you. Wow. Okay, to, to the disciples, you know, he, he told them, my command is this. So this is not a suggestion, okay? Not a suggestion, all right? My command is this. He said, <clears throat> love each other as I have loved you. That's why it's very important to know who Jesus is and what he did. So you have a basis how to love other people. So he said, Love each other as I have loved you. Verse 13 is also important. Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friend. For one's friends. For another. Okay? He said, you are my friends if you do what I command. Again, he said, you are my friends if you do what I command. So you see how obedience and love are intertwined. They are weaved together. Okay? Uh, they, they go together. Love, obedience. Okay? Alright? So since you love God, you will obey Him. Okay? Because you will obey Him, you will serve Him. Okay? So, <laughs> you see? That's the connection. Alright? So, I just want to make mention uh, some of the examples, uh, people, exemplary examples where people who went on a mission trip, uh, who went uh, to win people in the jungle, win people to Christ and gave the ultimate sacrifice of their lives for the love of God. Okay, that was... Uh, January 8, uh, 1956, when Jim Elliott, uh, Nate St. <coughs> Ed McCulley, Peter Fleming, and Roger Uderian, they were attacked and martyred by the Auca Indians in Ecuador. Okay, so if you want to know the full story of how it all happened, um, you can watch a movie, okay? They made a movie. Uh, the title of the movie is End of the Spear. Okay, once again, End of the Spear. Okay, look for that. I believe it's in YouTube and, you know, or you can, you want to buy it. It's up to you. But the, the title of that movie is End of the Spear. That's, that's a true-to-life story of these missionaries, you know, because they heard the call of God in their lives to win this people group, these Indians, and then uh, gave their lives in the mission field 
but the outcome the tribes were saved they were brought to jesus but the at the expense of their lives also but I, you know what i believe they are richly welcome in heaven for giving their lives for the love of god so you think this is a simple topic but it's so deep so deep that it's hard to fathom you know because the more you love god and you think that's it you you, you believe you've arri you arrived already no you can't we will continue to learn how to love god deeper and deeper and deeper as the song says take me deeper deeper in love with you you know that song <laughs> so anyway friends uh let's continue uh, this is from nate saint he said obedience is not a momentary option it is a die-cast decision made beforehand oh powerful quotes right uh, from jim Elliot said he said he is no fool who gives what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose you see the this People are kingdom mindset. Their minds are not left here on earth. You know, they're looking forward to what's ahead beyond this life. That's why in this life, they want to offer themselves as a living sacrifice for God so that God will be glorified. And he knows that uh, the Lord is going to reward them one day. So what can you gain in this life that you can keep? Nothing. That's why even in our training on, on urban farming, you know, like I said, as a pastor, looking at the economy going down, you know, the country has so much debt. And, 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 and because of the pandemic, you know, uh, a lot of people lost their job and, and still today they're jobless. And still a lot of... Uh, um, businesses you know are closing and a lot of people have not recovered uh, from their business and and, and still um, with the wars going on I mean there's a lot of wars going on right now that the world doesn't know because mainstream media is not featuring them but you know uh, join the telegram uh, of uh, Amir Sarfati, the, you know, uh, you, you, you'll receive a lot of updates on what's going on around the world because, you know, oh, I, I'm not going to, to say much on that, but, you know, see it for yourself. So, again, the pandemic, the, the, the wars, and the economy of the world, you know, it, it seems like the direction is always down. So we want to help people because we love God and we love people. We were giving trainings and seminars on farming for free. And, uh, and we don't want to, we want to unburden farmers from fertilizers, from buying fertilizers. You know, we want to teach them how to make their own fertilizers the way how the ancient people do farming. You know, they, they, 
in ancient times there were no companies, no no big corporations who make uh, synthetic fertilizers, but they they made it. I mean, they were so successful. In fact, if you read the Bible during famines, read uh, you know the success of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. Uh, and Joseph, uh, there's so many people in the Bible. You know what? They are much better than the than modern technology on farming. Read the Bible, friends. Of course, the key is the fa- God's favor. Of course, God's favor. That's why we want you to love God. Because if you love God, <laughs> normally God's favor will be on you also. Okay. So, friends, ladies and gentlemen. Why we're doing what we're doing? Because we love God and we love people as ourselves. Okay? It's part of the package. Okay? There's another group. Uh, I, don't, I have not asked permission. But, but, but uh, this group of Christians, they love God so much and, and, and they want to feed the hungry because they're... they're, they're they're ahead of time and they're seeing that soon uh, there's going to be a famine, a starvation. And, and so we Christians must prepare. We must, you know, learn how to grow our own food so that when that famine comes, we can feed the hungry. Okay? So they, they, they call it feed the hungry. I said, wow, these this brethren, these Christians are serious you know uh, i mean to provide and, and why am i doing this because for one i, I was thinking uh, about the prophecies in the bible and there's among the list of the events that uh in the beginning of sorrows um prophecy or prediction of the lord jesus christ the only one thing that was not really fulfilled yet to its potential, to its fullest, is famine. The rest, earthquakes, wars, rumors of wars, uh, uh, false prophets, false messiahs, pandemic. I mean, they happen. And, and they continue to happen because it's it's birth pain. You know, when birth pain don't, don't just go away. They come and go. But the, uh, you know, the, the pain of the mother uh, the woman who is about to give birth is getting uh, stronger more painful and and longer so that's birth pain so the world is on birth pain right now labor pain and so don't expect that everything will go back to normal that's why we need to prepare so that we can feed the hungry okay that's the goal why do we have that good heart feed the hungry because we're pro-life we want people to live okay uh we want to share uh, that's the vision and uh and, and as a pastor I, I i thought about that and and realized i cannot feed everyone i don't have a farm i don't have you know i just have a house and we try to plant <laughs> and, uh, around the house but here's the thing I realize that I cannot feed everyone, but I can teach everyone how to grow their own food. 
that's the idea. Okay, that's the idea. So you see how loving God leads to good things, <laughs> right? Loving God will cause us to accomplish God's call in our lives, you see, and enable us to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, all right? So love God, okay? Love God above all else, right? So begin from that, loving God. Learn how to love God. So do you want deliverance from the influence of sin? Do you want deliverance from uh, the, the gravity of temptations and worldliness? Simple. Love God. Okay? Do you want to be free from, from the, you know, from the bait the of the enemy from all sorts of you know uh, bandages uh, vices that could destroy your body do you want deliverance from drug addiction do you want deliverance from all this um addictions that are not good you know what Answer is simple. Love God. If you love God, you will take care of the temple of the Holy Spirit. If you love God, you will, you know, you're going to surrender things that are not uh, good, okay? That does not glorify God. You're going to surrender them because God sacrifices life for you. Why can't you sacrifice the things of this world for God? Think about that. Again, the foundation of a relationship with God is love, loving God. Okay, so again, the simple solution is what? Love God. Because if you love God, He will keep you from evil. Alright? Now, there, there is a, a whole chapter on God will deliver us on, on God delivering uh, how God will deliver his people from the works of the enemy okay even from this pandemic okay the, 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 there is a scripture to that you read Psalms Psalm chapter 91 verses 1 to 16 you see this is an amazing promise from God Psalms chapter 91 verses 1 to 16, let me read to you some parts of this, of this chapter. It says, Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Wow! Okay? Refuge, fortress, my God in whom I trust. You see, you, you need to qualify First, okay, uh, before you claim this promise, you, you, you make sure that uh, all of the things that was mentioned by the psalmist here are check, 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 right? But number one, again, whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest, will have shalom, will have peace, will enjoy peace in the shadow of the Almighty. I mean, you say, He's your refuge. You, you hide. He is your hiding place. God is your hiding place. You, you, you stay. You abide in His presence, in His Holy Spirit, in His Word. You abide in His promise. 
choices, okay? So if that is who you are, okay? And that good, okay? Therefore, that's good, okay? And it says, He, surely He will save you from the fowler's snare and from the deadly pestilence. So see, even yeah, pandemic, epidemics, I mean, God is able and He will save you. Imagine, that's first three. So, guys, read along. Okay, I don't have time to read the whole chapter because this is a whole sermon already. But let me jump to verse 14 of Psalms 91. It says, verse 14, God says, Because He loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue Him. I will protect Him, for He acknowledges my name. Hallelujah. Okay? God will rescue you. God will protect you because you recognize, you acknowledge His name. Verse 15 says, He will call on me and I will answer Him. I will be with Him in trouble. I will deliver Him and honor Him. With long life, I will satisfy Him and show Him my salvation. What a promise. Now, don't you see the effect of you of God, I mean, of God loving us and us reciprocating that love, and then God again giving us this all this favor. Okay, He said, because He loves me, I will rescue Him. I will protect Him. Okay, He will call on me, or 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 He will pray to me, and I will answer Him, and I will be with Him in trouble, and I will deliver Him and honor Him with long life. I will satisfy Him and show Him my salvation. Wow! God, thank you, God. I mean, we can hold on to, to the promises of God. Promises such as this. Hold on to Psalm chapter 91. Friends, read it. Read it again and again and again. Read it until sh until colors <laughs> will surface okay as you read it it becomes real to you the more you read it okay hallelujah so again the secret to overcome worldliness the secret to overcome the wiles the schemes the tactics of the devil the the the, the secret to overcome the devil himself is is what love god okay the secret to win god's favor is what Love God. The secret to live a life worthy of Jesus' return. Love God. Okay? What is the secret of, you know, of us pleasing God? How do we live a life pleasing to Him? Love God. Simple, right? Simple. But not easy. Easy to say, but not easy to do because... You will have to learn and acclimate, assimilate to this kind of dynamics and 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 um, in the in the kingdom of God. You need to learn this. You need to adapt to this kingdom culture, the kingdom of love, the kingdom of serving one another. This can only be learned when we submit to Jesus and cooperate with the Holy Spirit, okay, and apply the Word of God, okay? Apply. Be a disciple, all right? So, again, friends, there is no way for us to, 
to overcome evil. There's no way for us to overcome the works of the enemy. We, we cannot defeat temptations consistently without developing first love with God, intimacy with God. Okay? We need intimacy with God. And we cannot walk in repentance. You cannot let go of the world. You cannot let go of the things of this world without a genuine a love for God. Right? So, again, if you love God, you can surrender everything or anything that will stand uh, between you and God, that will stand, uh, that will hinder you from really loving God. I mean, you're going to get rid of those things, okay? You will know because if you have, you know, there are things that sometimes that we idolize and, and, and we're not aware. But the more you spend time in the presence of God and love God, read the Word, uh, be in worship, and then you will have this conviction. Somehow the Lord is going to drop uh, uh, knowledge or information in your spirit that you heard it that you you suddenly you know it, it, there's a sudden revelation that you don't know where it came from but it's a godly one and you will know whoa that's not my idea so those ideas are from god and you realize that those things are not good i mean they're, they're they are hurting the emotions of god so you become uh, that, that discerning discernment is from the Holy Spirit. So you, you, you understand conviction now. You, you cannot sleep with sin. Okay? So that is why in our lives, to live a life worthy of His return, we need to follow Jesus. We need to follow their example or the example of, our, of the God-given leaders or pastors or, 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 or home group leaders or dis disciple makers. I mean, as long as they are God-given disciple-makers, okay? Because there are a lot of people who, who does this disciple-making. I mean, they, they, they teach others, but they don't do what they teach. I mean, you don't see the fruit of the Holy Spirit. That's why it's very important to discern who you are following. Okay, 1 Corinthians 11.1 1 says, Follow my example. As I follow the example of Christ. That's why it's very important that your leader, our spiritual leader and mentors must be following Jesus. Okay? If they want to teach you about Jesus but their lives doesn't show the life and character of Jesus, then look for another mentor. Look for another pastor. Look for another a disciple maker, look for another cell leader, look for another home group leader. Why do I say this? Because they are not following Jesus. Remember, the, the Apostle Paul, he said, follow my example as, so that's conditional, as I follow the example of Christ. So the basis for all of this is the Lord Jesus Christ. So if your leader does not show the character of Christ, your leader does not show fruits of you know a Christ-like character, then find someone else. Look for another leader who will, you know, who will coincide with the image of Christ, but not Christ. But if if your cell leader says, "I am 
Jesus Christ, then that's another story. Okay, that's a false Christ. Anyone's, anyone who claims to be the Christ is an antichrist because he wants to replace Christ. So that is, uh, you'll be in trouble. So get out of the church. If that pastor claims to be the Christ, that's a wrong doctrine right there. Okay, there is only one Christ. The Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his what? Only begotten son. When you say only begotten, there will be no other besides him. No one before, no one after. Only begotten son. Okay? So there's only one who could claim the son of God. And that's the Lord Yeshua HaMashiach, the Lord Jesus Christ. None of us, okay, will be on that level. We are adopted as children of God through the Lord Jesus Christ, however. But not the Lord Jesus Christ. There's only one King of Kings and Lord of Lords that we must honor and worship. Okay? So, guys, um, okay, another scripture. Another, a second to the last. Very important. I, I, let me just read them to you. First John chapter 2, verse 3 to 6. We know that we have come to know Him if we keep His commands. Again, obedience. Whoever says, I know Him but does not do what he commands is a liar and the truth is not in that person if but if anyone obeys his word okay love for god is truly made complete in them now you see how obedience and the love of god okay uh, are intertwined or work together um this is how we know we are in him verse 6 Whoever claims to live in him, in Christ, must live as Jesus did. Again, let me read that. Verse 6. 1 John chapter 2, verse 6. Whoever claims to live in him must live as Jesus did. In other words, whoever claims to be a Christian must walk as Jesus did. I'll say that again. Whoever claims to to be a Christian must walk as Jesus did. Meaning to say, if you claim to be a Christian, you must walk as Jesus did. Period. Okay? So, and he said, love God. Love one another. Okay? Hallelujah. So, alright. So, let me close it. Oh, but, but anyway, there is an opposite to... to Point number one, which is love God above all. The opposite of loving the Lord with all our hearts, minds, soul, and strength. The opposite to that is what? Forsaking our first love. Is that in the Bible? Yeah. When we no longer do what pleases God, when we start to live our lives the way we want it, you know, we, when we become selfish, and all we want is please ourselves, okay, then you know. Even when, when we don't attend church, we don't want, we have, you know, maybe you started, you wanted, you want nothing to do with discipleship, with the things of God, with evangelism, with sharing your faith. You know, when you lost your passion for the things of God, you're in trouble, my friend. That is what we call forsaking God. Forsaking your first love, you know. Revelation 2, verse 4. 
Chapter 2 verse 4 says, Yet I hold this against you. You have forsaken the love you had at first, or you have forsaken your first love. Verse 5, Consider how far you have fallen. Repent and do the things you did at first. If you do not repent, I will come to you and remove your lampstand from its place. Now this is this message for the church that God is going to remove the church, the lampstand. Uh, if the, you don't repent. So th this tells us that how important uh, love for God, our first love, uh, that it needs uh, restoration. It needs to be restored in the church. Okay? So, so if you think you as a member of the church of God, if you think... Uh, you know, somehow you've lost the feeling, the the fire to the, to serve. The, you, you lost the zeal, okay? The the enthusiasm to to get involved, to love God, to participate in what God is doing. You just lost it. Then this message is for you, okay? Even if now you know you, you understand the gravity the magnitude of this i mean of this sin you know what is sin sin is um you know what is sin again it's not just a mistake but uh, it's uh, you miss the mark that is sin okay sin is missing the mark so if you miss the mark of you know loving god you miss the mark. That is it. The Bible says, To him who knows the right, thing, the right thing to do and does not do it, to him it is sin. So that is sin. That's why God said, I, ha I hold this against you, verse 4, you have forsaken your first love. And he said, Consider how far you have fallen. You miss the mark. And he says, it says, Repent and do the things you did at first. Repent. Okay, so if you think you're not right with God, you think if you think you have drifted away from, from what you are supposed to be doing, okay, to glorify the Lord your our God, then repent. Start over. God loves us. Okay? God loves us. So do the things you did the first. When you got saved, you got born again. And then, you know, you were not afraid. You, you shared your, your new life in Christ. You shared your faith to your friends. Go. Go and start over. Share your faith to your friends. Don't waste time. You know, because, you know, every day uh, that is wasted, you cannot turn it back. You cannot bring it back and correct what you need to correct. Because, you know, that's it. That's why ask yourself this question at the end of the day. What have you accomplished? Today, at, by the end of this day, what have you accomplished? And then the day after, I mean tomorrow, let's say tomorrow, after eight hours of being outside, you know, talking to friends, working in, the, in your field or in your office, what have you accomplished? 
at the end of the day, what have you accomplished that will last for eternity? That counts, okay? That counts to eternity. That, you know, so think about it, friends, so that you will not waste your time because our clock is ticking. And uh, I'd like to share more, but I think I have said enough already. I mean, there's a lot of things, but, you know, we just we were just going round and round with, with our uh, topic on loving God above all else. So I hope uh, you learned something today which is very important. This is the foundation of our relationship with God and make sure you are tuned in God, with God, okay? That you're right with God. And if not, the Bible says, the Lord said, repent from the height you have fallen. Repent and do the things you did at first. Come to church. See you in church today, okay? Uh, we have a face-to-face -face fellowship because the Bible, the Bible commands us, okay, that we should come together and not follow as some are in a habit of doing that they don't go to church. But the Bible says, gather, encourage one another as you see the day approaching. Capital D, the day, meaning to say the coming of Jesus is fast approaching, okay? Before he comes, make sure you are zealous. You are on fire for Jesus Christ, okay? So love you all. Uh, thank you for joining us today. And we hope, to, we hope to see you again next week as we continue with our series on Live a Life Worthy of His Return. That's it for today's episode. Thank you for joining us. Keep in touch with us via Facebook by going to facebook.com slash mfcdvo or search for Maranatha Family Church Davao on Facebook where we also stream our church services. Again, that's facebook.com slash mfcdvo. God bless.